Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Welcome to City Church U's Knowing God Guided Reading Podcast. We hope you will join us this holiday season as we read J.I. Packer's modern classic, Knowing God. All right, guys, we are back with the Knowing God Christmas Study, Chapter 5, God Incarnate. Uh, This is the perfect holiday, Christmas holiday chapter, and Hank's going to be preaching on this very topic. Um, What Sunday? Uh, The 20th. The 20th. So it's coming up, if you're listening to this now. Coming up faster than it needs to, but... (laughs) (laughs) You'll do great. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about this. One of the things that Packer says in the very opening of the chapter is he says, it's sad that so many make faith harder than it need to be by finding difficulties in the wrong places. And he goes and he talks about the atonement, resurrection, virgin birth, uh, Jesus's miracles, And he says, with these and similar problems, many minds on the fringes of faith are deeply perplexed today. And I remember when I was a college student, I was in a conversation with a peer, and he was really, you know, when when, when certain people found out that I was a Christian, they had like questions, and they kind of want to have these conversations. And he was like, do you really believe that the serpent in Genesis spoke? And I said, yes. And he said, I don't believe that there's any jaw structure on any um, reptile that has the capability of speaking a human language. And he was like dead serious about this and um, had obviously like looked into it and studied it. And I was like, doesn't bother me. Can I ask you a question also? And he's like, and there's a couple of people around, you know, like any of these college conversations are. I said, is that really your problem? Because I would have thought that you would have been lost at God speaking everything into existence. Like it's, <laughs> it's crazy that your hang up is not the God who just spoke everything into existence, but the serpent jaw structure, you know, capability of speaking. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like an extreme example of kind of sometimes just getting perplexed about the wrong things. Like how have you guys seen this this play out in your life or in the lives of others around you? Yeah, personally for me, it is this topic. I remember growing up, we'd go to church every week, Christmas would roll around, and I just, in my mind, could not put it together why Jesus was a baby. Like, I just didn't get it. Like Why he didn't come as, like, a grown man? Or, just like, why, he, why, he, why didn't he just come as God? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why did he have to become... a man and i just remember that was so perplexing for me Mm -hmm. just like why does it matter it took me like i wasn't saved back then but it took me even a couple years into um knowing the lord where i was finally like oh like it make it all makes sense now Mm -hmm. i mean we'll talk more about them in this podcast but like it was this point like christmas confused me the most Mm -hmm. about christianity i just didn't really understand why he had to become man Mm -hmm. in order for like us to know God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that as we're all on our own journey, that when those, some of those initial questions that like once we step into church and we, Mm -hmm. we, we get saved and, and we do feel a lot of questions that bubble up pretty instantly that on our journey, some of those questions as they start to get answered and revealed to us in different ways, um, to me, it's like so 
beautiful how that happens and how like the grace of God allows that to happen and he doesn't like leave us without some reassurances Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that looks different for everyone and I know some people are really like never satisfied Mm -hmm. with any of the answers Um, but I think that each of us uniquely like on our individual walks we see we we get some of the answers that we need and it and it does in my opinion kind of fuels me to like keep pushing forward and Mm -hmm. to feel like the the spirit is working and Mm -hmm. and I am I am gaining knowledge and feeling my questions come to resolution. Yeah, I feel like every Christmas I'm like (laughs) learning more and more and understanding more and more like because we just teach on it, you know, for like a Mm -hmm. month. And so I just at the end of Christmas, I'm like, wow, like the incarnation like really matters. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something he says I think is important too is he, you know, when talking about the incarnation, he says nothing in fiction is so fantastic as it is this truth of the incarnation. And then on the next page, on page 54, he says, the incarnation is in itself an unfathomable mystery, but it makes sense of everything else that the New Testament contains. And I think it's exciting for Christians, too, that to, to understand a big block of theology that allows all the the other pieces, kind of what you're saying, Amanda, allows all the other pieces to fall into place. This is what we see a lot with like college students in Calvinism mm-hmm. when they start to understand some of the tenets of Calvinism and then a lot of things start to fall into place for them and they get really excited and there's some theological momentum around it about certain issues. And and I've even heard it said, you know, back to kind of my whole serpent jaw, you know, <laughs> um, you know, that if the first let's see, in the beginning, God, if the first three words of scripture are true, then everything else is possible. Like if Mm -hmm. there is a God, everything else can fall into place. And, you know, I think this is a really cool chapter to kind of explore this, the significance of the incarnation and, and to also kind of think about how does that inform and speak and tie to all of these other significance moments of, of redemptive history. Um, so in, in kind of thinking about that, um, you know, what are ways that, in the season where people are talking about Jesus, what are ways that students can share the full story? Yeah, so I think from what you said, Hunter, and how the coming of Jesus like points to and also helps make sense of everything in the Bible, God's entire plan for humanity and reconciliation um, with humanity, it's... You know, I think that students can certainly, you know, um, springboard from the birth of Jesus mm-hmm. into biblical theology, mm-hmm. looking back at the Old Testament, pointing to his coming and God's promises, the f- the fulfillment of those promises, and then the New Testament, um, talking about what that means for our lives. Um, I think that it's a it's a really great perspective um, to keep in mind. And like, I think it can sound confusing to people, but when you start to talk through it, it really does make the Bible and the structure of the Bible make sense. Um, Instead of just being like a book that like is going to teach me right from wrong, which I think is Mm. a really misunderstood thing. Um, My daughter, who is six, actually earlier this morning, um, 
as we were talking about our advent which you know we're talking mm-hmm. about the coming of jesus we're waiting for him to come we're going to celebrate his birthday and she said you know mom easter is real too and mm-hmm. i said yes it is and i said something that dean mm-hmm. always says is that um easter proves that christmas um worked mm-hmm. and so the point of god sending his son you know you know, he would minister in his life here on earth, but mm-hmm. eventually he would die in our place and then resurrect. Um, and it does prove that his coming, you mm-hmm. know, led to our salvation. And anyway, just I know that she, I don't know what she exactly meant by or where that came from, <laughs> that statement, but I loved that she thought of that. Well, hey, we celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas like this, but we also like really celebrate a lot at Easter too. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it really does, you know, link the yeah. two, um, these two great events that we do celebrate as Christians, but that we also need to reflect on. Yeah. Um, and just like, I understand that sometimes, you know, you don't want to be the guy that's like, I know the real reason for Christmas, <laughs> you know? yeah. but there's this, uh, there's this show community and there's this character and there's this like whole Christmas episode. It's like mm-hmm. every time Christmas is brought up, she's like, I know the real reason for Christmas. And they're all like, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like it, Christmas is the, it is like the greatest inroad mm-hmm. yeah. to the gospel because we get to explain like Jesus took on flesh to become fully God, fully man, because man needed to sacrifice for mm-hmm. sin. But no man could, that wasn't. God. And so we like to be able to explain to someone like, well, Jesus had to become man so that our sacrifices or our sins could be atoned for Mm -hmm. on the cross through his sacrifice. Like it, it all makes sense. Like, well, why can't, why didn't he have to be born of a virgin? Well, Mm -hmm. pretty simple. Like our sin nature is passed down because of Adam Mm -hmm. through humanity. So he had to be born of a virgin conceived by the Holy Spirit so that he wouldn't take on the sin nature. And he Mm -hmm. didn't, and he never sinned. Um, There's just so many inroads to sharing how like we have forgiveness in Christ and how he attained that for us through the Christmas story. Mm -hmm. Um, So be, you know, be that person that says, I know the real reason for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I say, I say that's a great charge. Yeah, absolutely. And something we don't want to overlook when talking about Jesus, we mentioned it some of the last podcasts, and we're getting to get into it um, a lot in the next podcast, is also that um, the way that Packer puts it on page 57, the Christmas message rests on the staggering fact that the child in the manger was God. That like Christmas yeah. isn't about like a figure who represented a lot of good things and taught a lot of good things and, and changed the world, but that Christmas is about a child in a manger who was God. And um, he says this, he goes on to say this, uh, the baby born in Bethlehem was God made man. The word had become flesh, a real human baby. He had not ceased to be God. He was no less God than before, but he had begun to be man. He was not now God minus some elements of his deity, but God plus all that he had made his own by taking manhood to himself. He was he who made man was now learning what it felt like to be man. And he goes on, and I just think that when we're, we're talking about um, the story of Christmas, we cannot forget the deity of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that for a lot of students and a lot of just Christians in general, discussing the deity of Christ is challenging because there's a 
a somewhat of a divine mystery uh, to how he was fully God and fully man, but yet it, it's very significant. How do you guys feel like we work through that, the, the deity of Christ in the Christmas season? How do we talk about that? I mean, uh, like you mentioned, a lot of it is that mystery. Mm-hmm. And we have to be aware and okay with the fact that, like, God becoming man, fully God, fully man, doesn't quite, like, fit mm-hmm. in our minds. Like, that just doesn't quite, like, we can't get all the way there in understanding it, but mm-hmm. by, you know, by faith in the Lord that that is what was done for our salvation, like, we accept that that mystery is okay with our faith, and I think that's the first step um, in really starting to understand the deity of Christ and thinking about him in that way. We have to be okay with the fact that we won't fully understand it. We'll Mm -hmm. just drive ourselves crazy if we're trying to fully understand the deity of Christ. Um, But I think it's important just to be thinking about um, how we can be talking more about the deity of Christ, because without if Christ isn't God, then we don't have salvation. Mm -hmm. So it's really crucial that we talk about how you know, he was God, and then he took on human flesh. Um, yeah. And we got to be careful with the mystery piece, that the mystery of how he was fully God and fully man doesn't push us away from wanting mm-hmm. to learn more about mm-hmm. him and just go, well, it's just a mystery, you know, yeah. <laughs> and actually pushes us into wanting to know more about who he is and who he's revealed himself to be and wanting to understand deep levels of theology yeah and it's okay that it doesn't i guess fit into our box very well or it's not easy for us to comprehend because i always joke with college students like i had a hard time comprehending algebra too so it's okay if the god of the universe is a little more complex than other things that we're okay not fully comprehending whether it be the combustion of an engine or you know the time space continuum right like but I, I do want to say it is really important that we don't just hide behind the mystery thing and just say, well, it's a mystery, and then mm-hmm. let's move on. Like yeah. It's like, no, it's a mystery. Let's dig deep into mm-hmm. knowing the riches of who God is. Yeah, and we talk about that tension and that sometimes we are more inclined to like try to avoid it or step back yeah. from it because it doesn't always feel good mm-hmm. to like not have the answers or not be able to um, you know, articulate something in the way that we feel like we know what the Bible says, but we just can't explain it. And I, I think that that's a hard, that can be a tough place to be in, but I think all Christians experience that. And and yeah, we can't let it um, affect us so greatly that we just are willing to let it go or say mm-hmm. that it's not a big deal. Um, and I think that as we talk about Christmas and this season, um, that we just recognize like the hope and and the grace that is the coming of Jesus, Mm -hmm. that we should be like willing and excited to try to explain that to people. If they, if they Mm -hmm. don't know Jesus as their Lord and savior. And I mean, that hinges on the fact that he was God Mm -hmm. made man. Like Hank said, you know, our, our, our faith is for nothing. If, if that's not true, then we're believing something that's not true. Um, But I love what he said on page 63, that the Christmas message is that there is hope for a ruined humanity. So we recognize our 
place in a ruined humanity, but there's hope for pardon, hope of peace with God, hope of glory, um, because at the Father's will, Jesus Christ became poor and was born in a stable so that 30 years later he might hang on a cross. It is the most wonderful message that the world has ever heard or will hear. Mm. And we get to be messengers to help spread that message. And I mean, we just can't overlook the fact that this is the time of year where um, where we don't want to just like relax into this time of rest and and not really talk to anyone about some of those difficult things, but mm-hmm. instead kind of praying through that tension that, um, you know, the spirit will work in those around us and mm-hmm. that we won't be afraid to approach those difficult questions, um, especially with like our more skeptical yeah. friends and family, because mm-hmm. it is our time. It's a time to do that. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect time. And I think it's a great opportunity for Christians to talk about one of the things that's unique about what we believe is a very personable God who came for his people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kind of secular understandings of God is a distant, ambiguous God who's not very personable and is more of like a force from Star Wars than, than mm-hmm. you know, the, the God of the scriptures. And the fact that our God came for us, that Jesus was tempted and tried in every way, that he suffered, that he felt hunger, he experienced, you know, trials and betrayal. And um, I think that's that gives us a lot of hope in this season, too, that, like, the Christmas story is the story of Jesus coming for his bride, you know? And I think that's a very personable, passionate, mm-hmm. you know, um, story. The, the last thing I want to talk about, you know, as we think about the Christmas story is, you know, Packer talks about that Christians should be in the Christmas spirit year round. And you're, you know, we were joking about that because our senior pastor, Dean, often, you know, is like being in the Christmas spirit year round doesn't mean that um, you leave your, your lights on your house all year. And he often makes fun of McCullough, uh, which is the county I live in now. Um, but there, it, is the, it is the capital of Christmas lights year all round. All year. All year. Um, but, you know, what does it mean for a Christian to keep in mind the significance of the incarnation year round? Gosh, I think it can look like so many different things. And I think that we should try to make a point of that. Um, The first thing that came to mind um, was near the end of the chapter where he was talking about that the Son of God, Jesus, his coming was an act of obedience and submission to the Father. And so... um, so what I was thinking was uh, our obedience as Christians in seeking and striving to follow the commands um, is that it's in response to you know the obedience um, of the only Son of God. Yeah, so just in the um, the nature of Jesus, which we know is how we learn more about God, is in the face of Jesus. Um, how do we make sure that that is impacting our daily lives um, and to think about what it meant for him to come to earth? And I, something to keep in mind at this time of year, which we do talk about in services, is that this is not always a happy time of year for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sadness mm-hmm. around the holidays. There's families that are broken mm-hmm. or separated. There's loss of loved ones, and this is the first Christmas without them. And there, mm-hmm. there are just many 
many ways um, that people experience the holidays that's not all festive and mm-hmm. happy and joyful. And so I think that as we live our Christian lives and we worship a God who descended to earth and suffered and felt pain, you know, mm-hmm. we really sometimes worship our emotions, but the fact is like Jesus felt emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's a lot of peace and comfort in knowing that we can be comforted by God um, because Jesus came to this earth, was Mm -hmm. tempted, struggled, um, remained faithful and lived a perfect life that we could never live, but he can relate to us in mm-hmm. our temptation to sin, mm-hmm. in our sadness, in our sufferings. Um, and so, well, let's focus on that, you know, mm-hmm. like let's get people to that point where they can see that um, we don't have to wallow in our sorrows, that that there is joy and comfort, that even in our most difficult trials that we, we do have great hope mm-hmm. and great joy, and that should overshadow. It's not that we can't feel sad or have moments where we, we miss a loved one, but that that is not our ultimate, mm-hmm. that that is not c- celebrating Christmas. Yes. Um, so I think that that's important. That's good. Yeah. I think that one way year round, the second to last verse he mentions on page 64, your attitude should be the same of that as that of Christ Jesus, Philippians 2, 5. Um, really like the Christmas spirit is not only thinking on constantly because it's, I mean, it's a part of our gospel, our good news that Jesus came, but also to live in the way that he did. If we are mm-hmm. going to be of the same attitude, the same mind of Christ, then we should live the way he did, right? He came from the highest throne down to earth to become poor, um, to live a regular life as a carpenter's son, mm-hmm. um, but to, he really did come to serve others. Um, so how can we be thinking about serving others, um, our family during the Christmas mm-hmm. time when we come back to school? How do we serve those at our campuses um, through the gospel, through any means we have necessary? Like Jesus truly did come to serve, um, to be poor so that he might lift others up. And so how do we, you know, constantly thinking about how do I take on this mind uh, that Christ took on? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's great. Well, thank you guys for for listening. We'll be back with another podcast venturing into the next chapter, chapter six.